persisted in saying that there is a plan to restore this nation from all of the corruption in our government. But unless God comes to cleanse the hearts of men throughout our country, it will be at best a band-aid. There are those who know that America right now is on the very edge of being given over and removed as the last restraining force to a one-world government. If indeed it is, we're about to wrap up this world as we know it. The forces that are in hot pursuit of it are certainly working hard to bring it about. Knowing God's purposes and plans in this world's dark times are going to help us navigate them. Pastor Hartiga's message today is simple. Be patient. Life Journeys was begun with the intention to better understand why we experience hard times in this world. The truth is, God never allows His people to enter into a battle that He doesn't intend to win decisively. This has been so hard. Many have been grieving the happy times of past years. Yesterday, I was also upset as I experienced more of the loss of the things that we've all held dear. It seems as if all we'll have in some respects are the memories. Why is this so hard, God? Then I realized that the real question is an age-old one that I thought I had answered. Why is there so much evil if there is a God? The book of Revelation is the ultimate textbook for answering this question, for it outlines a seven-year season of tribulation such as the world has never seen. In it we learn more about the statement, Here is the patience of the saints. What has happened in America over the long, hard battle of the last ten months has tested our patience deeply. Now we can start to relate to this verse in Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. I've said many times, this book is a blueprint for Christians in times of great adversity, especially when there is such confusion as to why God allows suffering. Revelation 13 speaks about a beast that rises out of the sea in the last of the last days. He blasphemes heaven and the saints who dwell on the earth. He represents the satanic power that will be allowed to bring this world into utter chaos and great suffering. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life. Then the scriptures say, If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. In this section, the Bible says that the 666 mark of the beast shall be forced upon the world. Then it is declared, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead, 
or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Is this happening now? Is this the beginning of the end? Many are asking that, but Jesus said that of that day and hour, no one knows. He simply says, Be ready. Prepare yourself. I've been outlining the overall context of Revelation, and one thing is abundantly clear. Amidst all of the greatest trials of the earth, as the chapters roll by, there is a systematic, regular, and shall we say faithful gaze towards heaven every now and then. John sees ominous visions of what is coming upon the earth, but then he's directed heavenward. He sees some terrible things that try men's souls, but then he is given another vision of the glory of God and of the victory of Christ Jesus. While the earth is going through the birth pains of a new age and God is drawing out of the darkness all of the evil that has been beneath the surface, heaven sees something glorious and victorious. We are not headed for a new world order, but a new heavenly order. If you step back and look at the whole picture, God is coming to take his creation back. Then we read the words, that all the evil and corruption that has destroyed men's lives will be definitively destroyed. The words appear again. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. There is going to be another day. All the sin, the injustice, the hatred, immorality, and rebellion that has devoured so many is going to be overcome forever. The pain we see is one side of the battle. The most important side, however, the one that exists in any suffering that God's people go through is the glory of God given to those who are His people. Why does God allow pain? Because we have. Men have sinned and opened the doors of darkness. But when it seems like God is setting fire to our world, it's the refiner's fire bringing the darkness that's hidden within this earth to the surface so it can be overcome. About 4 a.m. this morning, I awoke and began thinking about the scene before the throne of God, where Jesus is found to be the only one worthy to take the scroll from before the throne of the Father and to begin opening its seals that unleash the tribulation. This scroll has sealed up the final destiny of mankind that must run its course to return this world to God the way He intended it. These seals are those placed upon this scroll of humanity that are keeping locked up the worst that Satan and corrupt men would do in the world when the Savior's protection is progressively removed. They are the ancient divine forces that restrain darkness from coming completely unhinged in the world. When they are broken and the restraining power of the seals is removed and the scroll begins to be read and unfold, the world will see tremendous war, famine, pestilence, torment, and death of major portions of men on earth. When this restraining power is taken off of the earth, through the only one worthy to allow Satan and evil men to do their worst, we must realize that in heaven it is the one who died for us, the one whom we killed with our sins, and the one who willingly gave his life to rescue us, that he is therefore allowing pure evil to be set loose, as well, of course, as allowing God's wrath to be set loose. God is in control of it. 
He is worthy to release this great force of darkness because he alone died to deliver us from it. But the world system rejected his deliverance, so the world will experience what Jesus experienced on the cross. He who died for us to redeem us must be the one who in effect says, Since I died for them, I am worthy of the right to rescind my protection of them. They have rejected my covering over the earth for their sin all these millenniums. Now they will see what the removing of my blood from their lives will do. Here, too, is the patience and the faith of the saints, for they know that the darkest hours are just the evil forces announcing the coming king to take back his creation. We know that our victory is nearer than we thought, and so it is that this blueprint is faithful for all of our trials in life. Ultimately, they only work to establish a faith that will win the day. In my own life, my darkest hours have always turned my face heavenward, and the result has been a flood of God's glory coming into my soul. It happened recently at Christmas time, when he filled my heart as I sat alone by the fire. Then, as the mobs were storming the Capitol in Washington on January 6th, the Holy Spirit came down with a great intensity and in speaking that we will not only see what men can do, but now we are to get ready for what God will do. He has always drawn the darkness of our enemies out into the light where men could see them before he would defeat them. It happened to Goliath. It happened when Samson tied the foxes' tails together to draw the Philistines into battle, and also when the Assyrian army surrounded Jerusalem, only to be slain. Then, when Jesus drew out the hatred of the religious hypocrites and the anger of the Romans, they crucified him, and he rose from the dead. So I'll leave you again with the words the Holy Spirit spoke to my wife two months ago when she was grieving for the nation. Remember the resurrection. When you feel the chariots of darkness riding over your streets, and gloom is all around. Remember, the scene in heaven is one of utter victory. The armies of heaven, are carrying out the orders of the Father of all creation. God never allows a battle with evil, with any intention, but to win it. The kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord. Here is your patience and your faith. Jesus said, in your patience, you possess your soul.